Previously on the Simply Human podcast. Think of sugar, you think of like all you have people eat sitting around eating ice cream and cake, things like that. Well, this is that's what I had for dinner. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I was at your house <laughs> Saturday night and it is what we had for dinner. <laughs> Rick's birthday, we had cho- chocolate cake and uh, bluebell vanilla ice cream. It was actually a very, very tasty and treat. Pizza, don't forget. And a lot of pizza and, and cinnamon rolls. <laughs> yeah, it was not. Yeah, we were perfect nutrition. Exactly. It's episode two hundred twenty-two of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is Doctor Diva Nagula, 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 Nagula. Okay, um, he is a physician who was diagnosed with stage 4 non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in 2014, and uh, and he's got a story, and it's a, and it's a good one, and we're going to talk I to him. Oh. Yes. The first story we're going to, the first question we're going to ask him is, tell us your story. It's not going to be, what's your birthday? We're going to do the birthday thing? We haven't been doing that, I don't know. Dr. Nagula graduated from Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine, completed his residency in physical medicine rehabilitation, PMNR at EVMS and the Fellowship in Interventional Pain Medicine at Emory University. <clears throat> He's very smart. Sounds like it. How are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. It's been two weeks. Since we recorded. Right? And I haven't even released that one yet. I need to do that. You need to release it so people can have the time capsule. I know, I know. So the 16th is the last time we recorded. Today is March 30th, and it's even more different than it was two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago was crazy. I, don't know, I think people are probably maybe taking it more seriously. Yeah. But at the same, I'm like, I I I, I use this this uh, this comparison with somebody the other day talking about like what it feels like. Uh, it feels like all of us collectively are like living on the coast. Okay. And we're being told that a hurricane is on the way. Okay. It could be. It's going to be a very large hurricane. But it could potentially be the biggest hurricane planet Earth has ever seen. Okay. But we have no timeline. And we don't know when it's coming. We can't, we can't watch it on radar. Yeah. So we're sitting on our porch on the beach looking out toward the ocean <laughs> going, is today the day this massive hurricane is going to hit? And is it going to be like a Category 5 like Andrew? Or is it going to be like a non-categorizable like uh, apocalyptic event? Right. Uh, like from a movie, yeah. like is it to be like a hurricane that like it looks like twenty regular hurricanes? Like we don't, it's 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 hard to know. Have people that you know, like I have completely, I took everything out of my shed and completely reorganized my whole shed, my garage, my attic. I'm doing things that I would never get done. Yeah, and it's it's kind of it's kind of nice in that regard. Yeah, I mean, there's. I see a lot of people, uh, you know, walking. A lot yeah. of families walking in the neighborhood together just to try to. I think to get out of the house. Yeah. I live right around the corner from a park. Now the the Bragging playground. Montage. <laughs> the <laughs> playground has been kind of uh, you know a bunch of uh, caution tape wrapped around it, and uh, really, yeah, we just. I mean, the, just because you're not supposed to be playing on playgrounds, but they have like a kind of a little pond thing and like a walking thing around there, so people are out walking. I see a lot of that. Um, that's good. I think people are probably uh, doing a lot more board games and stuff. Okay, speaking of games, yes. Speaking of games, I'm, see that's what we call in the business uh, the business segue. of doing podcasts, and not making segue. any money. We call that segue. 
Hey, the not business. Tell podcasting. <laughs> tell our listener about Jack Jackbox Jackbox.tv. Okay. So you're gonna have to do this because okay. I don't know about that. Okay. Here's here's the deal. Okay. Mark invited me to start doing like kind of a family game night via Zoom. Uh, Should have bought to- stock in Zoom. Oh my God. (laughs) Everything is on Zoom now. I've been at like 20 Zoom meetings the last two weeks. And uh, we have been using Zoom on the Simulation podcast for a couple of years now. Yeah. Hashtag bragging montage. But like, uh, so Mark is in one window with his daughters. I'm in one window. Mark's parents are in another window. Mark's brother Brad and his daughter and his wife are in another window. Uh, Last night, your other brother Jeff and his wife joined us in another. So we have it's like a Brady Bunch looking screen. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows what Zoom is, but Mark is uh, Mark is like the 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 Zoom meeting host. Yeah, and so he has a function where he can share his screen with everybody. And so on our computer screens, we see Mark's screen. And Mark, okay, tell me about this Jackbox. Like, what is is it like a? I don't know anything about computers, so it's okay. The only thing no for like uh, the only thing I could like equivocate it to. Is uh, like 15 years ago, you would buy like the Sims from Best Buy, and you would load it onto your computer, and you have software. It would yeah. show up. So how does how does Jackbox work? So I had an employee a few years ago. We we would do these like every montage, bra- bragging montage for sure. <laughs> I hate saying that. I worked with someone um, that uh, we did a, we did like a game night up at the office. We used to do it like every other month. We would do it on like a Friday and we, everybody would come up, you bring your spouse or whatever. And, uh, she would bring her little like Xbox that had this software on it and you load it onto the screen. We're all sitting around one TV and, and you go to your phone, you go to jackbox.tv and then it gives you a prompt. And then everybody's like, it's an interactive game that you play like with your phone. I always think of like in America's Funniest Videos. Remember how they used to, the the studio audience would vote on like the little thing, and you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I would always think about, like when we were playing it. And it's like there's so a lot you of connect, you connect with the game with your phone. You go to like the yeah. website, you in like the game room. There's like a, a forward letter code, and so everybody's in the same game room. And yeah. You use your phone like to answer questions. Yeah. You use your like for drawing games, drawing. for all kind of stuff. Yeah, and so that's how I knew about it. And then I was like, how could we, like surely we can figure out a way to do this like via Zoom. But I was like, well, does everybody have to buy this thing? You know, like is this going to cost money for everybody? And then I figured out a way, oh, I can just like share my screen. And then, then there's the collective screen. And we I've played it with uh, people on our street. Like it's really been fun. And it's, uh once you, so you play it a couple you, of times, it's I, you buy it online and you just download it to your computer. Is that how? Yeah. So they ha- they were running like a, a special when I bought it, and you can buy the um, uh, the the latest like grouping package or whatever. You can go buy all the games. Like the it's called Steam is the app, and you've got to buy the Steam software. But then once you have that, you can buy all the, any game you want. All the games are four or five bucks. Well, I bought like a party pack. It was on sale for like twenty dollars, and then there's another game, that Quiplash game that I bought was like six bucks, and then the Drawful game was like seven bucks. And those are just you can just download those from the App Store on so your first have on your. Okay, so I don't have a an, a a Mac computer. Right. I'm using work, I'm using a Dell. Do so you do you have a do you have an Xbox or a Super Nintendo or something? I know, and I need to get one. I feel like, especially right now, my yeah. man, I can use an Xbox. Yeah, you can apparently. This I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's it's all I I could do just to get what we did. 
But like, okay. apparently you can download it to your Xbox, to your PlayStation, like to all of that. And then, then you've got like the hosting server. Then you would just need like the, uh, you could do Google Hangouts. You could do anything to like connect with people. And it's like we played with, uh, you know, Dylan and Talon, the Cobbs, and Abby. You know Abby Howell, her husband and her played. And then Chris, Simply Human's own Chris and, and his wife played. So the eight of us, four couples all played Quiplash and Drawful and the murder trivia game last night, and it was a lot of fun. And there were no kids around, so it could it gets uh, pretty raucous. Quiplash is a fun game yeah. because uh, that would be fun without kids because they give you like a sentence or they give you a question and you come up with the answer. Like, what's a sign that you would not want to see walking into a restaurant? Yeah, and so uh, uh, so that you have eight participants, and so you basically they're posing the same question to two different people. And so one of the questions I got that was hard to maintain my composure because you're playing was like, what is something odd you would find in your grandmother's nightstand? And, your, like, and your brain is just like uh, smoking. To ever to answer yeah. because I could, I was like, no, nope, can't do that. Nope, can't do that. And, and so my answer was a Doritos Locos Taco, which is a funny answer. Yeah. So uh, when everybody's done answering their questions, they put up the question and they put up the two answers. Like the one I gave and the one my opponent gave, yep. and everybody in the game votes on which one is funnier. And of course, I won that one because I'm hilarious. <laughs> you get points because uh, you know uh, everyone picked my Doritos Tacos Locos Tacos answer, and so I got points based on. It. So uh, I think a, a funny comment you made yesterday or maybe Sunday. Well, wait, what's today? Monday. Yeah, we played yesterday. <laughs> we played Saturday and Sunday. At one point, you said, "I found like my calling in life." This is uh, this is what I was put on this earth to beat quiplash. Oh, it is fun, and so we're gonna. I think we're gonna like we're gonna play again like Tuesday or Thursday this week. Is that does that work for you? Yeah, I'll be here. Yeah, and it's super. I mean, it's like it's a. This is the the funny thing. It's like when you have, uh, oh, well, I'm trying to think. Like, what's the scenario that's like you know people are gonna be home? Like, if you have like a small infant baby. Like you're not going anywhere, you know. You're going to be yeah. at home. It's like no one has an excuse. It's like uh, well, yeah, if you're going to host, like, hey, I'm going to have game night at my house. You got to clean up your house, right? You, make, you know, you know, put out some, you know, make some drinks or put out some, you know, yeah, none of that. The tray or any, and people have to like take a shower. And, yeah, like, <laughs> I go over there and they're like, oh, well, we got to be out by nine o'clock, so yeah. I got to come up with some kind of lie to be like, oh, I got right. diarrhea. <laughs> Like this is easy. Yeah. Played, on Sunday we played for like an hour and forty five. Yeah. yeah. We played forever and played for an hour and a half last night uh, with those with uh, our other friends that like wanted to wanted to try it out. We were gonna do like one game. We were gonna play for twenty minutes. Sorry, your other friends. Well, the Cobbs and the Brennans. Remember I told you. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's weird. I uh, you know my phone didn't ring. <laughs> we, listen, they we were talking about it in a group thread, and I was like, look, we got to try this. We were gonna play for like we we're gonna play okay. a drawful. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. You once, you, uh, once you do a podcast with them, once you do a podcast, <laughs> click cop. <laughs> Rick, Rick has left the conversation, and it was like ten o'clock, so you were in bed because you had to be up early. Hey, it's eight thirty-one. We need to call uh, our doctor. So go to the other. Uh, go to the other uh, meeting. I don't know how that works, idiot. Do we have the doctor? The doctor is in the house. Hello. How are you? Will you pronounce your name for us? 
Diva Nagula. Nagula. I think, yeah, I think that's how I said it. I, I said it's either Nagula or Nagala, and we think we went with Nagula. And we're, we don't do, um, if you want to do video, you can, um, but we don't do, we don't do, problem. if you want to, you can turn it off, leave it on, whatever you want, but we usually just do I, audio only. So I just do audio because I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> well, <laughs> you do have the camera to point it down? Like, what's the deal? So I'm, also, I'm sitting here completely naked. <laughs> no, that's how I feel most comfortable. So, Dr. <laughs> Nagula, right? Nagula. Nagula. Okay, the emphasis. No, he just well, he just told me, and it's the emphasis is on the U. Nagula. Okay, so we are recording. Um, This is Mark talking. Rick is the one who just told you he was completely naked. So uh, got it. Mark and Rick. (laughs) Rick Rick equals naked. Right. Yes. It's it's kind of. Hey, when you get nervous, uh, just imagine everyone naked. That is always. (laughs) That's what my parents used to tell me when I was performing in the third grade talent show there you go awkward um okay cool well this is fun uh really appreciate your time i know like we've had a lot of guests like kind of you know like reschedule and all this it's it's a crazy time but it's like what else what else are we doing on a on a money night um so where are you right now physically like what what city are you in i'm right outside of washington dc in arlington virginia okay oh a very 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 close friend of mine just moved to arlington virginia and uh she uh, came there at exactly the right time because they just got shelter in place notice until like the end of April. Do you think they the know of, each other, Rick? End of June. Oh, yeah. Hey, do you know Sally? <laughs> she lives in Virginia, too. <laughs> That's my neighbor. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, okay, let's do this. Um, since we are sheltering in place, let's play the birthday game. Um, Doc, here's what we do. Uh, I don't know how this even got started. I wish we had a historian that could tell us how we started doing this. But uh, so you have a birthday because you were born on a day. Good explanation. That's correct. Mark and I each get two guesses on your birthday, not the year, just the month and day. Uh, Do not give us any hints. Don't be like, "Ooh, that's so close," or "Almost that." Nothing. Just a yes or a no. And Got for it. The record, I'm the only one who's ever gotten this. I nailed uh, Michelle. I don't somebody. know. Oh, Michelle Lane, I think. Yeah, Michelle Lane. Yeah, yeah. I nailed it right yeah. in the head with it. So, Mark, I will let you go first. <clears throat> Thank you. Okay, Doctor. Your birthday is October 3rd. No. I, I was going to go October, so now I'm flipping through my calendar because I can't. Uh, I need an idea for a different month. <laughs> Can't keep all. Where months. where will you ever come up with another month idea? May twenty third. No. Okay, Mark. Oh my gosh, I'm taking a chance. It's today. <laughs> no, dang it. <laughs> my guess is June 9th. No. Ah, and Where the re- and the big reveal. When is it? So you guys got. The month, and you guys got the date, but not together. What? May October 9th. October 9th. I was so close. Swear to God, Mark, I I wasn't going to say October 9th, but I was going to say October 10th. And when you went October, I was like, "Man, I can't go October." I was I was within I was within a week. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, actually. Well, not as impressive as actually guessing it. Shut up. Awesome. All right. Well, doctor, if you will, uh, do you go by what? What do you go by? What are your patients and and wh- what do people call you? Like, what's your patients usually call me Doctor Nagula? Okay. All right. There you go. So we will call you Doctor Nagula. Um, Perfect. So how? Just kind of give us your cliffs. We've already done like a very uh, uh, like a bio in the intro of the show that we've already recorded. So you just kind of tell us your 
in your own words, kind of your story and kind of how you got to where you are today. Okay. What do you want me to focus on? Anything specific? Uh, no, just, uh, yeah, just kind of like the things that are most important to you that kind of stand out. Um, you can kind of highlight those things. Okay, sure. Well, uh, from my perspective, a lot of things and how I practice medicine and how I see wellness has shifted after I had the diagnosis of cancer. And before I was diagnosed with cancer, I used to live a life where it was not monitored. It was not at all looked at um, from a fine comb at all. I would eat what I want and I would be under a tremendous amount of stress, not sleep at all, you know, a few hours here and there, always stressed out. And unfortunately, this led me to a diagnosis of stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma uh, in 2014. And upon the diagnosis, it was a huge, big shock to me at the time that I was diagnosed because I was feeling pretty healthy. And the only thing that was manifesting were these lymph nodes that were enlarged on the side of my neck. And I went to the doctor's office and the doctor basically said to me that you're healthy. We just need to work it up and figure out what it is. So after obtaining some scans uh, and of my, of my um, head and neck, it, then we were able to look at the scans together and there were lymph nodes that were just enlarged all over. And they took some slices of the axilla and there's a lot of lymph nodes in that area. And they were able to like also confirm that that area had a large lymph nodes. So I, I was kind of in a state of shock. I, I, I knew what that meant, but I, there was no way I was. Well, Cause you were already before. a doctor at this point, right? It's not like you, right. were, yeah. Like you, you, right. you knew the drill. Like you kind of, yeah. Okay. But there was no correlation in my mind that this was cancerous because right. I, I was feeling fine. Yeah. Right. And so I, we got referred to an oncologist and they did a whole workup and then, after a bone, bone marrow biopsy and after a lymph node biopsy, they determined it was all stage four uh, uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Ugh. And yeah, so it was a total shock to me. But what was really the most shock is why did I get it? At the time, I didn't understand what was the cause. And so I had to do a lot of research and I went to a bunch of different doctors, got second opinions. And the private doctor that I was seeing who first gave me the diagnosis wanted to put me on the most aggressive chemotherapy regimen that there ever existed. And I didn't understand that. And, but later on, as I um, found out about the various uh, treatment plans options, he wanted to put me on the strongest simply because he could refer me to his infusion center right. that he owned. And he would be able to uh, partake in the revenue reimbursement um, for putting me through that type of uh, regimen. So I went to two other specialists at academic institutions who both told me that I could go through what was called a watch and wait program. And that means basically we just don't think you need chemotherapy at this second, but let's watch and wait and see how you feel over the next weeks to months. And it was during this time frame where I just kind of reassessed everything. And I went back uh, to see what my lifestyle was like. And I did a lot of research and reading. And I determined that I was leading a really unhealthy lifestyle. And that was the ultimate reason as to why I got cancer. It's not a genetic-based cancer. It's not something that you get exposed to overnight and then, you know, by touching something or whatever. That's not typically how this works. It's a cumulative effect of many, many, many years of living a poor lifestyle. And I was diagnosed at the age of 40. And so for me, it was just years and years and years of abuse that my, my mind, my body, my spirit took. And it just culminated in this diagnosis. 
So because I had this wash and wait um, opportunity where I could have a chance this cancer could regress where I didn't need chemotherapy or any type of therapy, I really researched hard. I went in the books. Um, in traditional medicine, in medical school, they don't teach you anything about nutrition. Unfortunately, that's really unfortunate. Yeah. So I went in and I went and I did a lot of research and I just changed my diet completely around. The diet that I was eating before was consistent of a very healthy dose of processed food and my share of fast food restaurants, eating uh, whatever I could fill my stomach during the short window of time that I had lunch. Um, And I would um, drink a lot of alcohol, binge drink on the weekends, um, and I wouldn't exercise. I would sleep horribly because I was so stressed out because I was, um, you know, the uh, CEO of a practice that I had started up and it was just constantly always stressed along with the patient volume that I was seeing. So it was, it was basically turning my life around in a short period of time that I thought I had. So I, I switched everything to an organic based diet and I ate all um, uh, non-processed foods. Everything was around um, a good healthy serving of vegetables. Um, I like to call it a rainbow array of vegetables because, and fruits. The more colors that you consume, the better uh, array of phytonutrients that you're putting in your body. And that's what I was reading and researching. And that's what I felt my body needed. And I was accurate. Those are the things that you need. I also stayed away from things like um, anything that, that had to do with pesticides. Um, so anything with wheat products, um, I would eliminate myself from. I wouldn't any any, any um, meat that had anything to do with antibiotics or hormones um, and, or that had any kind of feed that was wheat related because that had glyphosate or Roundup um, attached to it. So I eliminated all that. Um, I was living in Florida at the time. And so, of course, I was I was playing golf quite a bit. And <laughs> yeah, like, it's, I think it's funny that like I'm living in Florida. So, of course, like I'm playing golf a lot. <laughs> like, <Yeah. it's> just... <laughs> yeah. I was a golfer and, and as a, as a golfer, you're always out in, in the uh, golf course where they're spraying a ton of roundup. Oh, everywhere. right. Yeah. So, you know, I had to take that under consideration and I changed, I try to change my whole um, way of life, try to get more exercise, restart some meditation practices. Um, and unfortunately, it just wasn't enough. It was a little bit too late. And uh, um, six months later, we went in for uh, I went in for a re- uh, rescan, and the cancer had just really was really aggressive. It grown more aggressive than what it previously had. Just to give you an idea, like a, a typical lymph node is in millimeter size, like 0.5 to one millimeter. That's the typical size of it. When I was first diagnosed, it was like one to two um, centimeters, which was fairly large. Yeah. Um, but when I was, uh, six months after the diagnosis, it was like three to five centimeters. I mean, there were like lymph nodes that were actually merged together because they were so large that you couldn't identify the single lymph node anymore. It was just a big mass. Right. Where do you think the disconnect lies in? I mean, you, it's not like you were just some, some dude. I mean, you're like a doctor, right? I mean, it's like, where do you think that disconnect is between like you're living, the you know the majority of your adult life as a as a trained very intelligent person and and not understanding you know some of these things that you now understand like what is that just the is that just the the medical system that we're in what where's the disconnect there a lot of it is you know in terms of the medical system traditional medicine system that uh, you're where we're all we all know and for me what I endured it's just 
Um, the medical system is a part of it, but again, it, it, I can't say the medical system contributed to this. It was all way back, you know, as I was a young kid raised as, as from an immigrant parents. Um, and it all came and I, and I started doing a lot more research and it really started when I was in my mother's womb. I mean, my mom had a traumatic pregnancy where they came from India to the States and my mom was in her last trimester Jeez. and when she moved here, she didn't speak any English and they left her the entire family. My dad was studying residency in, in, in Georgetown in DC and my mom had me and it wasn't like in the whole three months that she had left, she lost weight. She didn't, no support system at all. Yeah. No support system. So I uh, came out in trauma. Yeah. I was in fight or flight when I came out right. and they used to joke around how I was such a inconsolable baby and I was colicky and, and then then it kind of dawned on me. I'm like, oh, well, wow, of I was colic because I was, I was in trauma. Right. So in utero, I experienced trauma. And all my life, it, it just I was always in fight or flight. And I never knew how to um, cope. I never knew how to relax. And, you know, with, with my parents being um, the way they were and really were very strict in terms of and very demanding and wanted me to study really hard right. and do well in school. There was no other... Um, uh, any other enjoyment or any other activities outside of just studying, you know, I didn't have any mechanism to cope. Um, I was, I didn't have a community. Was, so there was a whole lot of loneliness that was going on in my life. And it just, it just kept on like, like snowballing. Yeah. And then the snowballing just kept rolling and get bigger and bigger until, you know, finally something had to give. And that's what happened to me. So you mentioned uh, the, uh, the infusion center that the doctor owned, and he wanted to, you to go there, so he's going to get the revenue. You know, I think a lot of that, like too, like you, you know, like you, you get a, a die, an endocrinologist, uh, you know, somebody that that it's not in that doctor's best interest for the di the type two diabetic to be cured of diabetes because there goes the doctor's revenue stream. And we are that the medical system is is kind of based on doing stuff like not like the watch and wait is like that's that's great. Most of it's like nature like has like a system that can come in and cure a bunch of stuff. Intervention is good when it's needed, but I, do you think we're, we over intervene? There's a there's a term iatrogenics where it's like there are more people die from things that they get at the hospital, unrelated to their whatever they were there for, than than in car accidents or whatever. Do you think we're an over interventionist uh, system over here? You know, that's a really good question. I wish I knew the stats on what percentage of deaths was iatrogenic versus other causes. I don't know that off the top of my head, yeah. but I'm sure there's a healthy percentage. But I do, I do think that a lot of our uh, the illness that we face is really, a lot of it is because we're not really treating the people at the root cause level, right? right. We're not digging deep to find out what the root, pro so root cause of the illnesses are. We're just we're band-aids, you know, we're right, placing yeah. band-aids over the symptoms and that's what we do over and over again. It's like, okay, here is your, your blood pressure medicine. Oh, by the way, your blood pressure medicine uh, will have a side effect that you can't have an erection. Oh, but here's another medication right. to cause, you know, to help you with the erection. Which is the oh, most important thing. Right, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you might have a headache as a result of this, of this medication. Right. So you can take Tylenol as needed. Right. Oh, okay. Well, you know, that's, that's just the way the system is designed yeah. and it's just heavy, heavy, heavy pharmacological base. Right. So, um, so you mentioned, you know, you kind of changed uh, your lifestyle. Somebody's listening to this and they're going, yeah, golly, I've kind of on the fence. I really need to start doing better. 
Um, let, let's let's not talk about it in the COVID nineteen context because every you know it's not like you can just go out and immediately start getting all this this exact little specific things that you want at the store. It's like if you see something, you just got to buy it at this point, including toilet paper. Um, right. But what is like? Is there a way that uh, that you've seen? where you can maybe clean up that, that cleansing process and say, okay, I feel like I've, I've, I've been exposed to all of the, these toxins and all these pesticides and whatever it is. Uh, it, are there things that, that you can do to kind of flush the system or is it just eliminating the stuff and then the, your body will take care of the rest? So I think there's a two part system. And one is, is that you need to put, uh, while you're kind of detoxing your body, you need to feed your body elements that are healthy and that are non-toxic and that are whole foods and not processed. Right. The, a lot of things that we consume, we don't know that we may have a sensitivity to, and we don't pay attention to our bodies enough. So if we are eating something and then the next day we're bloated, well, I mean, it's not because you had a lot of salts because you might've had some sensitivity and you're having some gastrointestinal distress as a result of the sensitivity to the food you might've eaten the night before or the day before. And people don't pay attention to it. And one of the things I tell people to do is if you really care about your body, one of the tell sign, tell sign tales of how your body is inflamed is look at your poop. Yeah. If you look at your caliber of your stool, you'll be able to determine whether you're you're not inflamed or inflamed or you have some serious issues. And for many, many, many years, while I was like in residency and going through my uh, my practice, I would go to the bathroom six, seven times a day. And it was not like consistent stool. It was very poor and it was changed from day to day. I was always bloated. I was always having issues. Did it, it never dawned on me that it was like probably a food sensitivity or this was inflammation that was going on in my body. Right. And then, um, and then it just becomes your, that's your normal. Like you don't think anything yeah, of it because exactly. that's just what you are. That's what you do every day. Like, exactly. Yeah. And you don't remember when the last time it was normal because it was so long ago. Right. That is my new norm. That right. was my new normal. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, I went to the doctor's office and I complained. I didn't really complain, but they were talking about my, my GI system. Like, yeah, well, this is the, the issues. Let's scope you. Right. I'm like, I don't have any blood and I'm not, you know, I don't have, I'm not at a risk factor for cancer because I was in my thirties at the time. So why are you scoping me? Well, it's because they can, you know, get some extra cash and put it in right, their pocket. Exactly. Um, and cause it's, there's really not an indication for a 30 year old unless they have a family history of cancer or some other ch- acute change of bowel habits. Right. These were these things going on for a long time for me and it became the new normal. And, but what they didn't address was that I was in a state of inflammation and, that was the, 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 if someone had pointed it out at that point, I could have implemented changes to alter my life and I could have probably avoided this cancer. Right. But so, I got a question. You said you're, you're not the first person who has told us, the first doctor has told us, hey, they, they spend almost zero time in medical school talking about nutrition. Um, why do you think that is? Because it seems like, and I know we're getting more knowledge now than we did a few years ago, but at the same time, like people have been using food as uh, medicine for thousands and thousands of years. Why do you think modern medical school kind of blows right on past that? I think, I mean, I I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist here, but... (laughs) By all means, (laughs) I truly believe it is a result of uh, big farmers influence. Yeah, 
Um, I don't think that they want uh, people to realize the benefits of food. And, you know, why, who's going to do a study on food? You know, you can't really uh, make any money doing a clinical trial, um, you know, comparing one piece of food versus some, another food item and compare that to a pharmaceutical drug. I mean, it's going to lose. Um, and big pharma knows that. So it, it's, it's that, I think that's a large part of it. Um, and don't get me wrong. I think there's some great advents in, in, in pharmacology, you know, antibiotics are phenomenal. They save people's lives. There's right. a lot of medications that truly, truly are life-saving. But for the most part, you know, when you when a, when a senior citizen is on 15 medications, that's just, you know, to me, that's just enough's enough. Right. Um, and, and right now I'm in the state where it's like I, I try not to take anything um, that's pharma, pharmaceutical-based unless I absolutely need to. Yeah. And um, it's just the way I am now because of, of all the reading I've been doing and all the research I've been doing and, and just that I think that you can heal yourself in a lot of more natural ways. Yeah. And, and you know, you mentioned the word conspiracy and, and the, the conspiracy is like a in the shadows in the, in the night secret, right? <laughs> like the big pharma stuff, like that's all public knowledge. I mean, they're funding medical schools. Yeah. Like that's not to me. That's not like a ooh, you're a conspiracy putting, theorist if you think that. It's like that's just that's a fact, you know. <laughs> like, and, they're, and they're putting people on the boards of medical schools yeah, too. Yeah, their own people. Yeah, so. that's to me. That's not like some sort of like uh, you know cloak and dagger kind of thing. It's like no, they're being very open about it. <laughs> like it's very, yeah. it's very out there. Like that's the people just. I don't know. People just kind of overlook it and just think, oh, I need to take this medicine. Oh, okay, yeah, sounds good. I'll take it. I yeah. guess. And and you mentioned inflammation earlier. And the way I understand it, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not a doctor by any means, but isn't, is cancer, aren't tumors, isn't that just your body's like healing process that just never gets shut off? Like it's, yeah, a, that's, that's, that's what chronic inflammation is. So we go through a process of acute inflammation, which lasts anywhere from two weeks to six weeks. Right. And then we get into a state of chronic inflammation where our immune system and our, is just in, in rapid response and it just doesn't shut off and our bodies just so overactive in this with this system that it doesn't allow the process of natural healing to take place because it's overwhelmed right. it is over its capacity and then if as many years pass by and you're still in a chronic inflammatory state it leads to chronic diseases autoimmune conditions cancer diabetes you know these are some things that manifest over a long period of time of of, of inflammation right and to say that inflammation oh yeah i'm inflamed whatever like that that's the breeding ground for everything I mean, if, really and, and inflammation, you're going to get inflamed if you're not sleeping well. You're going to get inflamed if you're if you're worried and you're anxious. Like we're all like, 100%. With the, yeah. So it's like it, for people, to, it's all connected. It's not just like you can separate. Okay, I'm going to eat this super inflammatory food, but I'm I'm not going to be inflamed. Like no, it's like what? It's all it's all the same. Um, let's see. Let's see. I just wrote something down. Um, we were talking about chronic and acute inflammation. Um, Oh, okay, so while yeah, you're looking, jump in here while I'm while I'm trying to figure out what I was going to say. So what are so take someone your typical? Uh, well, I don't even know what you would call a typical average American. Somebody who probably Joe uh, standard eat, American diet. Yeah, some, some like tries to do well. Uh, probably a little bit better, a little bit maybe a little bit more vegetables than the average American diet, but you know, pretty standard. Where would you start by saying, "Hey, here are the things that you need to do." Uh, these are like kind of your your priority list uh, from a, a uh, an, an inflammation reducing inflammation there standpoint. You go. Yeah, right. 
good question. I mean, the first thing that I would do is address the diet. Um, if you're eating a standard American diet, which is, you know, processed foods, going to fast food restaurants, going dining out, you know, you know, six days a week, you know, that's the first thing that you have to eliminate. And I really feel that, you know, if you address your diet, it will heal a lot of things over a six month span to maybe a year. And that's 75% of, in my opinion, how to fix your body. Um, and if you reduce the artificial sweeteners that you're putting into your system, the sugary beverages, if you take care of all that, I really feel that you're a long, you're, right. you're ahead of most people. Yeah. It's like, it's like the person who started saving money when they were 20 yeah. versus yeah. the person who just started when they're 50. You know, it's like you, you're I, the guy who his dad's <laughs> advice and, and uh, maxed out his 401k. Right. 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 And that's just, and that's doing the easy stuff. That's just like not drinking Cokes and not eating fast food, uh, you know, like six out of the seven days of the week. And like right. your 401k is looking great. And listen, right. I, like, uh, I, I understand, you know, from what you said earlier, you, you know, you're, you're organic, you try to avoid pesticides, but what you just said is not like radically right. altering the diet. <laughs> it's literally just, Hey, limit your fast food. And know, cut down, so not cut out on sweeteners. Yeah, like so those easy. are things all of us can do, like kind of choice by choice, meal by meal, right now. Exactly. I mean, I I live by the eighty twenty rule. Like eighty yeah. percent of the time, you stick to the rules, and then twenty percent you can cheat. And I still think you're okay. And the eighty um, twenty rule to me is only valid if you're honest about it correct. you know it's like <laughs> yeah. you, you like oh i'm 80 20 yeah, yeah yeah okay let's let's take a week and we're gonna we'll see your, yeah, yeah see exactly what you're putting in your mouth exactly what you're watching how much time you're spending on social media blah 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 and it's like you know totally backwards but for uh, most quick, uh if you eat and i know not everybody eats three meals a day but just say three meals a day seven days a week that's 21 meals 80% of that is 17 meals. Right. So that still gives you four meals a week where you're like, hey, I can have a, you know, like not necessarily cheat, but like I can uh, go off the guidelines just a little bit for the sake of, you know, enjoying Eat some life. pesticide, right. just straight yeah, pesticide. Well, the the funny thing, the funny thing is, is that if you're eating 80% of the time right, you're not going to crave the right. crap. Right. Yeah. And just you're going to be full. Yeah. You're going to, your, your body's going to have what it needs. Okay. So I want to, we have to have a couple minutes left. So diet was one. Okay. So what's two? Diet's the first. The second thing is is um, exercise. And when I say exercise, I'm not looking at people running a marathon. Right. I mean doing some movement yeah. exercises, like walking around. Right now, <laughs> we're in a situation where we are very much um, anteriorly dominant. Like our front half of the body is doing all the work. We right. walk forward. We sit all the time. We're crouched forward. Flexed. We have a round, yeah. rounded figure. We're on our phones and we're looking down. We have the text neck issues. Have you so, seen the, so, the horns that people are growing on their necks? Yes, yeah, on their necks. Yeah, yeah it's disgusting. <laughs> and, it, we don't have any studies or any any long term studies of this, but in ten to twenty years, physical therapists and trainers are going to be so busy because they're going to be working people really hard to fix this problem. Right. And we need to start like addressing our posture, addressing our core. Those are the fundamental things that I feel. And then we need to address our posterior chain muscles because yeah. those are the ones that are being neglected. Gosh, those those are the, those are two easy things. The third thing is that um, there was a study that was out recently and it compared loneliness. And it, and it showed how loneliness was a risk factor to mortality, right. more so than smoking and alcohol. Yeah. So we really need to find a sense of connection and a sense of community. Right. And if you have that and you're eating well and you are, you're moving and you're doing exercise, you know, I think you're, you're pretty much like 90, 95% of the way there. Right. Yeah. And it, this is funny. This is like, this is tried and true, effective advice. Don't eat, don't eat sugar. 
uh, limit your fast food and, and processed foods and walk around with, with some and, people. And, and yeah. have some friends. That's it. We're not asking anybody over here to you know go do an Ironman. Right, like, right. Walk around. It's literally that easy. <laughs> 80% of the time, eat well, lots of vegetables, whole yep. foods. Uh, then do some movement. Uh, walking, I would imagine you're probably probably pretty big on walking yep. and, and core exercises. We're not asking yep. you to go squat 10,000 pounds all the time and exactly. then find a, a, you know, find some people to give you companionship. Yep. That's, that's, I think that's, I think those standing. three things are three things that everybody listening could at least find some way in their life to improve upon. Right. To get kind of towards, you know, that end goal. All right. So, we're coming up on time. I want you to tell us about your book. Where can we find your book? Yeah. My book is called from doctor to patient healing cancer through mind, body, and spirit. And you can find that on Amazon, or you can find that on my website from doctortopatient.com. And I also have a podcast series that's called From Doctor to Patient, where we discuss various healing modalities that are off the beaten path. Cool. We will put all that in the show notes. And then I'm going to ask you the one question that we ask everyone. And I'm Rick, I'm, I am predicting a good answer here. No, oh pr- no pressure. Good but, guess so far. Yeah. So what, what is one thing that you enjoy about life or something you do? that makes life more enjoyable? It's changed actually. So now it's, it's all about finding my community and being part of my community. I didn't have that before and learning to be part of a community is so fulfilling. Humans aren't supposed to be alone. We're meant to be with each other and bond one another. Right. What are some things that you do? Yeah, I was going to ask, especially now in the COVID quarantine how are you yeah, finding so community that's 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 good i mean we're supposed to practice you know um social what distancing but yeah. social does not mean social isolation right, so right we're communicating on on zoom and i'm having a great conversation and a great time with you guys and the same way we can do this on you know with facetime phone when's the last time we've actually picked up a, uh, a phone and actually call somebody and it's, <laughs> it's happening more now i'm i'm in my 40s and i grew up on the phone right great that i can call someone now and talk on the phone i forgot to how to do that right it's funny my kids don't know how to actually talk on the phone like i'll call my oldest son's phone and he'll just answer the phone but instead of saying like hello or like he sees me like hey dad he just <laughs> answers the phone he doesn't say and anything silence and i'm like hello and he's hello. like <laughs> and i'm like hey uh you know blah 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 and he'll be like sounds good and just hang up like <laughs> Like in the movies, no one ever says goodbye when they yeah. have a tenth phone call. They just immediately hang up. I'm like, no, no, no. You have to say goodbye. And then you can't, you have the phone. It's, like, it's like no one knows how to say over on a walkie talkie anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was 11, 12. Like I knew how to talk on the telephone. But yeah, it's just a yeah. skill we're not teaching kids. That's exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, yeah, we, in the intro, we talked about, uh, zoom calls like with family and there's this, there's this thing yep. called Jackbox. It's like a game, like a group gaming platform, uh, that we've been playing and, and, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And so it's one way that we've kind of found that community in this, in this time of, uh, yeah, social distancing, That's which right. is like yeah. the opposite of what humans are supposed to be supposed to be doing. Of course, there's all the introverts on earth are like, yes, <laughs> I, I've been, yeah, I was, I've been born for this. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, oh, oh then, but then there's like that. I saw that one meme that was like, uh, a, a crying person it was like thinking about all the times that I made up 
an excuse because I didn't want to have to go out. And now it's like, I can't go out and I wish I <laughs> could go out, you know? So it's just, it's a crazy time, but awesome. Well, we really appreciate this. I'll, uh, I've got one show that I need to release before this one. So maybe two or three weeks before I get this one up. Uh, but, awesome. when I, but I do, I'll, uh, I'll shoot over the, uh, the link and, uh, and we'll get it going. All right, gentlemen, I appreciate it. It was great meeting with awesome. you. Thanks. You too. Thanks, Okay. We just learned something about Zoom. I don't need to create like a an outro. How does we just this work. You get an X number of minutes on a free conference. Okay, so I have a I have a bragging montage to tell you about. Okay. The Simple Human Podcast has a pro subscription to Zoom. We have unlimited calls. Well, 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 it's about time. <laughs> After. How many episodes? <laughs> We're finally hitting the well, big Well, here's how Zoom works. So if you have um, three or fewer, it's unlimited anytime. So we've never like run into where we needed the upgraded plan. But with all this stuff and then wanting to do family calls and stuff, I went ahead and just paid for the for the year subscription of the we un- should see unlimited. For the podcast. I mean, it's they, they, they definitely need the business right now. They need the... <laughs> Well, they've got money to spend. That's for darn sure. <laughs> I those uh, senators who liquidated uh, their assets when they found out a giant pandemic was. Yeah, uh, man, I hope they all go to jail. <laughs> and he bought ten billion shares. <laughs> like that's an odd thing. Um, all right. Well, that was great. Doctor Nagula was awesome. I feel like we're. He said he's in his forties. That's we're we're kind of in. You're in your forty. I'm uh, I'm getting close. We're all the same age. Yeah, yeah. So that was good. That was a good conversation. And really, so the tip of the week uh, is this. And we talked about it in the intro. Don't let the uh, social distancing thing be an excuse to just like disconnect from everybody. And Facebook, God Almighty, stay out, stay off of Facebook if you can. It's it's yeah, very well, toxic. So we can do a whole show on that. But like, have an actual community thing a zoom call or a google hangout or something with actual people where you can see faces and hear laughing um so that's the that's the tip of the week why i like the game night with your family is because you will crack me up and i will crack you up and we'll make jokes that like other people might not get right so we'll make jokes like there was one there's a great old story about how mark's dad went into a uh, restaurant called fishmonger <laughs> Trip. And this has been like 25 years Gosh, ago. Yeah. And he ate like 106 shrimp and like. It was all you can all- eat boiled shrimp night. And he ate and- 103 boiled shrimp. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and like made himself sick. And <laughs> like, uh, one of the questions I had on Quiplash was, what's one sign you don't want to see at a fish restaurant? And I put Urban Rogers. <laughs> not, not welcome. All- <laughs> yeah, Urban Rogers are not welcome. Yeah, at and, Fishmongers, yeah. And, and uh, everyone had a thorough laugh about that yeah. because just recall on the joke. But, yeah. like, it, it's fun. Like, we've talked about the group text, the long-running group text that we have, me, you, and Jack, and Steve, uh, yeah. who have both been on the show before. Uh, and that's that's fun, and that's community. But, like, we can't actually physically hear each other laugh. Yeah, it's we definitely different. The ha-ha-has on the text. Yeah. But, like, there's something different about actually hearing, about seeing something, hearing someone react. And, yeah, right now it's, it's super important that we are doing that social distancing. Uh, this show, I would imagine, will come out probably, like, we need to release the other one quickly. Yeah, I, I'll do it tomorrow. But, like, uh, it'll be, like, probably mid-April when this one comes out. Um, 
we we may be doing this for a while. Right. I'm not trying to be like the harbinger of death here, but like uh, this this may be what we're doing until like I, I'm kind of optimistically hoping May, like, June, yeah, the middle of June maybe. Yeah, we can get kind of a handle on this. But uh, and so we need to get. It's only been like three weeks so far, right? So we need to start, you know, employing some strategies because you're right. Um, loneliness is not good. Uh, men, uh, man was not meant to hang out by himself. Oh, uh, quoting, quoting Genesis, are we? Yeah, it's, it's a direct <laughs> quote right out of there. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of introverts who are probably like, this is not really a big deal for them, but still introverts still need to have yeah. uh, at least some connectivity with some people. One so. thing, uh, Ryan Holiday is the guy that wrote Obstacle is the Way, and he's the, the Daily Stoic, and the, you follow him on Instagram. He's got this thing that he's doing right now. It's like, this isn't like, okay, we're all sitting around, we're stuck at home, this is dead time, right? This is like, oh, this is wasting time. He's like, no, 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 don't think of it as dead time. You have the, you have the choice to think of this as alive time. Right. You can use this time to like clean out your shed and like learn a new language or like, you know, like you like make yourself better during this time. Don't waste this time that we have, like, like use it to the fullest of your uh, capabilities and be and, and let's be better after this is all over. So anyway, it's I, funny. I, a good point. my parents live about an hour away. They live out on a farm and uh, I usually see them, I would say, probably once every six weeks or so. Uh, so it's your, only I been... see your mom more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her I said I next time. Roll over and just whisper. In her oh ear. Lord! I had a way worse thing to say. I didn't say. <laughs> to bleep it out. But like, uh, and so, but they're starting to get kind of lonely. And so, I did something I've never done with them yesterday. Told I told them you love them. <laughs> I faced them, and yeah, they're old, boring people. And so they loved was, it. So what's going on? And the answer is always, oh, not much. And they have, you know, they didn't really have any adventures to tell me because they've been <laughs> staying inside the yeah. house, but they enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think everybody enjoyed it. And so, uh, you know, Zoom, Skype, Face, FaceTime, yeah. there's other things we can do besides like physically being like dangerously <laughs> close. Half, half the fun of the Zoom call, family call is like my parents, like listening to them try to figure it out and arguing. I spent an hour, Rick, I spent an hour testing zoom with my mom the day before like on friday okay hey listen and we it, did it and we figured it out you're not a computer person it's a pain yeah to learn because you like on this like i i'm using a laptop right now it's so much better than my phone but because i got a laptop from work in case you know it's weird yeah. they're gonna have me and my partner kind of switch off going to the office going to home and so they set us up with laptops well you have to like you can't just click the link right you have you to download, download zoom, and all that yeah computer and so like uh it can be yeah. well listen so so we took we spent an hour and we got it okay we got it okay a day later we're starting that zoom call on saturday afternoon and my mom texted me and she was like oh she called me and she was like i forgot well how do i do this and i was like you've got to be kidding me but i would imagine like if you and rob your brother and your parents did like a zoom call to try to play jackbox you would not oh, no, you would no. never play the game but it would be really fun to just watch that to try to see them try to figure it out i think they can do facetime yeah because rob would, would be we need to get rob in on this jackbox thing but his schedule is so yeah. Yeah. all right well that is going to do it for this edition of the semi human podcast and remember i just go audio because i'm not wearing any pants <laughs> so until next time enjoy yourself